Hello, good Lock evening, everybody. Well, now that we've established, we're on Block Talk Radio. Hello and good evening to everybody from Beyond the Gate Radio, where each week we have wonderful guests, psychics, mediums, people that use tarot cards, astrology, healers, metaphysical teachers, demonology, spirit rescue, ghost investigation, cryptozoology, EPP, the whole gamut. It's just a wonderful show, informative. We like to bring you Beyond the Gate. Next week on Beyond the Gate, April 3rd, on Sunday, we will be having Carolyn Coolridge. Carolyn is a uh, wonderful, intuitive energy healer and a spiritual counselor. Stay tuned for that. But tonight we have a wonderful guest and friend, Stephanie Hughes-Borelli from Middletown, Connecticut. And... uh, She runs CT Psychic Development Workshops. Briefly, she describes herself as a spiritual Christian. She has a deep compassion and love for God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, as well as the angelic realm. She respects all the original saints and disciples who followed Christ and the Holy Mother who gave him birth. The spiritual path explained by Christ was referred to as the way of life, and it offers a process of personal transformation that will awaken inspired and dedicated individuals to recognize their true identities, their oneness with the divine, and their unique talents and abilities. She believes Christ was more a spiritual person than modern-day church wants us to ever know, and she will run with a big guy, call him whatever name or label you wish. To her, it's still the same divine source. Personal experiences have brought her to where she is today, and she is grateful more than anyone could ever know. So her website is uh, HTTP, CTPS, well, we, I'll tell you what, that's a mouthful. Is uh, We have it posted in the chat room. And then we'll tell, let uh, Stephine tell you when we bring her on in just a second. But I hope everybody's having a wonderful day. I'd like to introduce you to the co-host, my wife, Sherelle. Sherelle, how are you doing this evening? Great, David. Thank you. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic as always. And... Just to start off the show, I, I believe I heard a little story somewhere, and it's kind of unusual, but I'll, I'll state it briefly. There was two monks that were outside, and don't ask me why they were outside, but they were staring at a flag. And one of the monks, monks noticed the flag moving, and he stated to the other monk, Hey, look at that flag. It's blowing in the wind. The other monk said, no, I don't think so. I think the flag is moving by itself. Or Well, they debated that, and shortly after, the master came out, and they told the master of their dilemma and, you know, looked at him for some wisdom, and the master said, you're both wrong. The wind does not blow the flag. The flag is not moving by itself. It's your minds that are moving. So that... What that really means is, in tonight's subject, 
a lot of things that we do in psychic development, it comes from your mind, your core, your heart, and your soul, and your mind. And the mind is what makes everything happen. So with that said, Stephine, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. It's wonderful to be here with you. And Sherelle. Thank you, Stephanie. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So how's the weather back there in Connecticut? Oh, my God. Today was just a wonderful day. We've had a couple of um, really nice days as far as weather goes. And I spent today with a friend who came down from Massachusetts to visit, and uh, we went over a few towns over to a holistic health fair. And, oh, it was wonderful. It was just so wonderful. So my energy level is way up there. <laughs> oh, yes. Way up there I today. love those fairs. I love them. You always find something new and something, a, another little thing to add to your little basket, you know. I love Absolutely. the fairs. We learn yeah. something new every day. And anyone who tells you they know it all is lying to you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we do. We learn every day. Divine is always teaching us. I, I like that. You have a very powerful belief system. You're very faithful in it. And you also have a wonderful sense of humor. And and I believe that has, it has a lot to do with what you do and why you're, you are successful. Well, I try to make everything a lot of fun. And things are more fun when you're, when you're learning, you know, when you've got an open, positive attitude. And, you know, when you're doing psychic development, ego is the number one shutdown. Ego is the inhibitor of advancement, yes. and it, it closes you off. It really does. So the only way to learn is to be open, and the only way you're going to move forward is to be open. Yes, ego is a false thought or energy. It's totally false. It's just made up. It's copied or parroted from something else that's known that's not necessarily your truth or connected to you. It's it it can be a wall. It's the wrong voice talking to you. Put it that way. That's <laughs> it's true. The wrong voice talking to you. I do agree with that. I do agree yeah. with that. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do in your workshop to start it off? Oh, sure. It's Connecticut, which is abbreviated with CT. So it's Connecticut Psychics Development Workshops dot webs dot com, and we're on the web. And um, I hold a lot of classes in um, teaching people how to expand their consciousness, how to enhance um, the senses that we've already had that we already have, and to open us up by by doing that. Open us up to our sixth sense. And um, to me, the, the core of that is through meditation because when you quiet your mind and you push the chatter aside, it's amazing what comes through. It's, it's just amazing. It is. So what point in your life did you realize that your abilities were... Above average, let's say that you were a psychic, that you actually realized that you had, there was something to these thoughts, feelings, or visions that you may have been getting. Mm. Well, I've always been intuitive. I've always had um, that insight or inner knowing about things and situations. 
the pinnacle point in my life was when my father passed away. And um, and this is what really opened things up for me. My father was never religious, never um, spiritual. I, I prefer that word. Um, he was never spiritual. He never, and um, we never talked about how he felt about Christ or God or, or anything like that. And when he was dying, you know, because it's very important to me, I told him, I says, you know, Dad, and they had him in an um, induced coma, and I knew he can hear me. And I was talking to him, I says, you know, Dad, you're going to be dying in the next few days. And if the darks come for you, you need to look for Christ. You need to look for the light. Call upon him, and he will come for you. And your angels will all come and surround you. And um, so my dad ended up passing away. And um, it was within that week that... um, they came after me. The darks came after me, and they were pissed because I got my dad where he needed to go, and they didn't get him. So um, what happened was I was sitting on an inside staircase, and I had a being sitting to the right side of me. I did not see him. I could sense that he was larger. I could sense he was a male, male presence, and I felt protected. I just felt this comfort in this big brother feeling from him. And it, it was one of my angels, one of my guides. And um, I want to say it was my angel, one of my angels. Um, because, you know, guides and angels certainly are separate beings. But um, he was an angel. And um, all of a sudden there was this commotion. And from where we were sitting on this inside staircase, in from the front of us came to start being after me. And the two of us... Um, literally like beat this thing off and it went away and I I, in my heart and from what I feel in my intuitive senses they were pissed off they didn't get my father so um, you know drop by drop the the bucket fills and that was one drop they didn't get wow and from there on um, things just it it was like a pop and and things just popped and um, then after that, there were um, people who were showing up in my dreams. Um, when I meditated, um, people were showing up to me. There was uh, one woman who repetitively came to me. And um, as I was getting this, because, you know, we have this wonderful um, network called Facebook. <laughs> it's right. It's a great tool for keeping us all together and keeping, like, minds, you know, associated and together and being able to share and, you know, keep in touch with our friends. And I had this one woman coming to me, and as I was meditating, it, she was coming in sections. And I would put up what experience I had on Facebook. And then I would get another one. She came again. And the first one was um, we were in a, a room, and I felt like it was a prom, and she was in a, a dress, but then the dress was white. It had applique lace on it, and then I'm like, well, maybe it's a wedding. And then all of a sudden, and you, you intuitively know what the significance of your vision is. It hits you. And her dress changed from white to lilac in color. So that was the significance of that, was the color change. It wasn't the dress or the environment. It was the color change. Then she came to me again, and she was sitting in a car. 
and she was looking out the driver's side window as she held onto the steering wheel, and she was smiling at me. And that was that. So I really didn't get much from that. But as I'm getting these visions, I'm putting it up on Facebook. And then there was another one where she came again, and um, I was sitting in a bathroom, and it had a long bench in it, and I was like waiting for a friend to come out who was still using the facilities. And I mean, isn't this strange for how things come? <laughs> it is. Bathroom. <laughs> but it, but it, it, it is. But it, it's it's quite interesting. Continue. Mm, it, it is what it is. So you just go with it. <laughs> so this woman walks up to me, and it was the same one, and I recognized her, you know, immediately. And she hands me flowers. But the flowers were not alive. They were dried like paper. So the significance of that message was the dried flowers. You know, again, not the surrounding of the bathroom, not the, um, like, live flowers, but they were dry flowers. And again, I'm continuing to put this up there. So one of my friends goes, she goes, Stephanie, I think that's my mother. How you described her, my mother died in a car crash. She was the driver. She was hit from the driver's side of the car. And then she went on to tell me about the flowers. She goes, I just had my mother's flowers out. Because you know how when you go to a funeral and it's a loved one, you hold on to um, a memento from the funeral, and it was the roses from her funeral. And she goes, I just had them out. And she says, you know, I have to tell you about the lilac. It's, it's, you're right, it's not the dress, it was the color. Her mom always said she didn't want the run-of-the-mill white, yellow, or red roses. She wanted lilac roses. Wow. That was her mom coming to me. And it was funny because, um, you know, so I got that to her, but she was still a little bit on the fence. So another day or two goes by. I want to say it was like two days, maybe possibly three and I have her come to me again. And this time I see her, her and another woman, they had their arms around each other, but I could see, it, I knew it was her. You know, you just intuitively get the, it's almost like a telepathic message. There's no really There's talking. no words. Right, right. right. It's, a, it's almost like a telepathic knowing. And she's standing there with her arm around the waist of this other woman. And I see her open up her other arm, And in comes the third woman to her, and she puts her arm around her. And the three of them are standing there with their backs to me, but their arms around each other, looking out to the horizon. And I'm like, okay, three people. So I asked Nancy, her name is Nancy, and I said, Nancy, was your mom one of three sisters? She says, yes. And I said, well, this is what I just got last night. And I told her about what I had seen. And she says, well, I know mom and one sister has passed, but I really don't know about the other one because it's been a while since they talked. So I said, okay, well, take it, take what you can from it, apply it to the other messages if it falls into place, and you know, let me know, get back to me, see what you can find out. Well, a few days go by, and she calls me up. She goes, you're not going to believe this. I just got a card in the mail from my cousin. My aunt passed the day that you had the vision of my mom and my other aunt well, welcoming her in. So from there on, uh, she's like, yes, that was, that was the, the clincher. She goes, yes, everything fell into place. That was my mom. So wow. ever since then, things just come to me. So that's, that's amazing. May I ask you, what type of psychic tools do you feel that you use, like, 
clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience, any of those? A little of everything for me. Okay. It's that's a little of everything, but I'm very visual. Okay, so you're, you're very clairvoyant. So mm. do you ever get uh, precognition, like foreknowledge of an event, something coming up? Does that ever happen mm-hmm. to you, like in a dream state or an awake state? Um, for me, that's awake when it comes to that. I have had this um, feeling of like a volcano going off, and sure enough, it was um, a little while after that, there was a volcano off the coast of Japan that had gone off. Um, oh, I remember that. We were, two years ago, um, you know Lisa Williams. Everyone knows Lisa Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful Better. woman, psychic, um, medium. Wonderful. Oh, my God, she's such a loving, wonderful person. I just can't say enough good things about her. And I'm so blessed to have been in her presence, um, not only in her classes and her teaching, because I've gone to her to, um, you know, fine-tune under her. I I just adore her. She has a bubbly personality, too. That's what we love about her. Her inner child runs wild. (laughs) (laughs) It does. She's got an inner child in her, which is just wonderful. But I've also been blessed to spend personal time with her and, and really, you know, get to... Um, see another side of her, which is just as wonderful. And um, I had gone out with a friend of mine, Lynn Reinhardt from Colorado, and um, we had gone out to one of Lisa's workshops, and we were out there, and I says, you know what? All we need being out here is an earthquake. Don't you think we got one while we were there? (laughs) It it was a a four-point something. It wasn't that big, but it was enough to let us know, yeah, here I am. (laughs) So, yeah, I, I get that too, which is pretty cool. Okay, and since we're so early in the show, could you explain a little bit about what it means to you uh, being a psychic? Like, exactly what does it mean, what is psychic, and how does it work? And what did, you know? What can you do with it? I know that's a, a mouthful right there, but <laughs> we'd love well, to hear it. I have to kind of combine mediumship with the psychic aspect Um you know, like we know all mediums have psychic abilities, but not all psychics are mediums. Um, for me, being combined, um, the most personal part that touches me the most is the medium side because it it allows us as a medium to give information to somebody, um, such as my friend Nancy, to bring comfort to them, to bring closure, to bring... Um, Whatever message spirit wants to get to them, it'll get there. And it it brings such healing to them. And to be able to do that and to help somebody's hurting or or to bring comfort to somebody, to me, that's the most touching for me. And it also kind of proves to them, to the receiver um, or the person receiving the message that, you know what, there really is an afterlife. There really are loved ones or people watching over us or who want to see good for us and um it to me that it's a proof of god you know it's it's a proof of afterlife it's a proof of god for me so and you know that's important that is very important that there is because there's so many people that feel that this is all there is that they want they want some type of proof or knowing that there is mm-hmm. something out there. Yep. And I I think that's very important. Absolutely. So for me, that's the biggest part. And 
when somebody realizes that, that yes, they are there, they are watching, yes, there is a higher divine being, it almost, it encourages them to live a better life. Yes. Yes, Isn't it does. that what it's all about? That is. And, you know, I, I grew up Catholic, but I, I'm being honest with you, I do not practice religion at this particular time. But what I find is funny, you know, there's all types of people that do the work here that have different belief systems, and we mm-hmm. respect all of them, believe me. Absolutely. We're open-minded. But what I want to say is that even though I'm, I do not practice, and some mediums do, I still find myself talking to Jesus, to Mother Mary, to God, to the angels. Absolutely. That I cannot get away from that because I see them and I work with them and I know they're there. Absolutely. And look, there's over 300 religions and you mm-hmm. can just go on about whatever. But I think whatever works for everybody is is the best thing and I respect everybody else's belief system because we're all different individuals. But yeah. I just want to let you know that, yes, I, I and Sherelle too, we see... Uh, the hierarchy in heaven, and they're there working with us. No matter what system you have, you work with them, and you know as a result, they're going to be there for you. Which brings me to another question. Now, since you're a teacher, uh, I want to ask you something about chakras. Could you, you know, the seven main chakras that we use? Could you explain a little bit about that, if you oh, would sure, like to? Sure. Um, well, that's a big part in. Um you know, opening ourselves up for um, development is um, balancing and cleansing and in keeping our energy levels up there and pure and flowing. And it's, um, I don't know how, how much your, your listeners are aware, but as you said, there are seven. Um, they start at our base, and then we have our sacral, we have our solar plexus, um, you know, our heart, our throat, our third eye, and our, you know, our crown, and opening them up and um, and balancing them, and just I do a um, what I call a um, energy up meditation where I start at the base, and you can literally feel the energy flowing up your body as you do this, and it's. It's just a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling, and it brings clarity too. Once you, um, you know, get that opened and and that energy flowing through you, it's just a big part of um, aside from the meditation, which is of course, you know, the the first uh, most important tool. But um, in our our chakras play a a big role in our in our um, being overall. You know, I, I just. Unless there's something you know specific you wanna you wanna touch on, I can go on and on. <laughs> no, that's okay. So basically, uh, when you meditate, that kind of opens you up to the higher energies, and mm-hmm. your chakras are like little generators in your body, which help mm-hmm. facilitate the streaming energy coming to you. Think of them as like little pinwheels, or or little flowers, or lotus flowers opening and blooming and and you can feel your energy just, you know, enliven as each one unfolds and opens up and working your way up to your, your top and then opening up. Um, if you look at your the top of your head and envision a funnel and then opening up to the universe and just allowing all that wonderful energy to just, you know, come down, whether you're um, opening to the universe and asking for protection to come protect you and envelop you or 
opening up to allow the energy to come in and and divine to speak to you. So do you uh, recommend people that try this, that want to learn to practice, develop? Do you recommend, do you have any words on specifically whom you may want to connect with and uh, a protection that you may use during this time? Well, it's it's certainly a, um, a preference of the person who's who's doing the meditation in the opening. Um, you know, like you said, we've we've got divine in the center, and I kind of look at it like a bicycle wheel with all the different spokes. And um, each one of these spokes is a different pathway to divine, with you know, of course, God at the center, by whichever name you choose to call him. Um, so. Some people call upon their angels. Some people call upon um, their guides, their spirit guides. Some people go right to the top and, you know, call upon divine. And um, I just, I call upon my angels to come around me, protect me, because they can certainly do the job. I know God is very busy. (laughs) But, um, you know, they can certainly do the job. And um, I take them through a a meditation to um, go through their chakras and, um, then when we're done with that, I take them on a guided meditation to actually meet either their angels or their spirit guide. So I, I try to, um, you know, keep them at like a little, um, a medium plane. That That's so very good, very focused, and very specific, yes. Yeah, keep them, you know, at a medium plane. So um, I've had some wonderful results with people. Um, it, it's It's unbelievable. And I do certainly encourage the meditation because that's such a, a, a big part of it, not only for opening but also for um, enhancing our senses. I um, teach a lot of visualization um, because when you start to get messages coming in, you want to pay attention to the details. You want to see the details behind the vision that you're getting, um, You know, such as I was saying about the flowers in the bathroom that the woman handed me the significance of it was the dryness of them. It wasn't so much she was being sweet and handing me flowers. There was a message behind the vision. So you want to, like, narrow in on that. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll joke around. I'll say, okay, everyone dig in your pocket. Pull out a quarter. We're going to do a visual, visualization exercise. I want you to take that quarter in your hand, and I want you to look at George, okay? George Washington is on the quarter. <laughs> so everybody look at George. I want you to look at him for a few minutes. And then I'm going to have you put George back in your pocket. Dave, you got a quarter in your pocket? Pull out a quarter, hon. Me? Yes. You got a quarter in your pocket? My piggy bank is in the back. (laughs) So anyway, okay, I'll cut through the chase. But anyways, everyone looks at the the quarter and they say, okay, yeah, his hair is all uh, rolled up in one of those funny wigs. Okay, yeah, the date's at the bottom. We have in God we trust over on the left side or the date over on the right side. And I look at, you know, and I say to them, okay, how many people noticed that George has a bow in the back of his hair? Not one wow. of them. Not wow. one of them. Because Except for me, and I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> I used to be a coin collector, so that's cheating. But uh, on the average, <laughs> you are correct, people do tend to miss details. Yes, and that's what it's all about. It's bringing in the details. <laughs> so and and then they understand what I'm getting at, you know. And it's a quick little simple exercise to say, okay, yep, uh, now I gotcha. <laughs> and um, also, I'll tell them, you know, go to the mall, sit there, and people watch. 
I don't want you to pick on them to, um, or pick them apart to belittle them, but I want you to pick them apart to look at the details. You know, what color are their shoelaces? Well, they might be red, but how did they tie their shoe? Is it tied in a simple bow? Is it a double knot? You know, look beyond the obvious. And um, so then once we, you know, get into a few of those little visual exercises, I'll take them through a, a guided meditation. And we'll start simply by meditating on the colors of the chakras. And, you know, like I had said, going through the chakra colors. And, but I want them to visualize the colors in their mind as they're doing this exercise. And try to envision this, this pinwheel spinning. And, you know, sometimes you'll see somebody start to get like a little wobbly in their seat. <laughs> so, you know, and that's really good. That's good stuff. And then we'll work our way down and we'll get like to orange or something. And I'll go, okay, I want you to hold an orange in your hand. I want you to envision your hand holding an orange. And, you know, then look at this orange. What's the texture of the skin look like? What's the little navel? What's the design in that little navel on the end of the orange? What about the other end of the orange where it has that little star where it's picked and plucked from the tree? How many points do you see on that little star of the orange? And, you know, just really taking them to the details of this orange. It's now, try to hold that orange. And is it heavy or is it kind of dried up and light? How does it feel to you? And try to incorporate the different clairs into, into the exercise. And then, you know, take your fingernail and pinch that orange. Can you smell it? Can your clear gustins kick in and can you actually smell that orange? And then I'll move them to the fruit bowl. And, you know, we're in the kitchen. There's a bowl on the table. What other fruit is in there? And now we're really getting shapes to come in, you know, and we're taking it a step farther. And then what else do you see in that kitchen? Can you look out the window? What's outside? What's in your yard? You know, and just kind of um, going forward with, with the meditation and, and the visual um, exercise and really working those mind muscles, you know, and it's it's just wonderful. People actually, um, by the time they're out of my class that afternoon, they're getting stuff. <laughs> I believe wonderful. it. That's a very it's wonderful, very uh, wonderful process. The way you you have people do it, it makes it easier. It's like a, an illustration in energy and tangible objects, and that's very good. Uh, I was wondering, we're at the bottom of the hour, and we do have a caller on the line. Are you ready to take a question? Sure. All right. So we have area code 917 or 971. Boy, I'm being dyslexic tonight. (laughs) Uh, Try this again. Area code 971. Welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Uh, could we ask your first name? Uh, yeah, my name's Lucy. Lucy? Yeah. Welcome welcome to the show. And did you have a question for uh, Stephanie? Uh, yeah. Um, I was kind of curious if she's able to read um, just like my career. Or I've been enjoying listening to your stories, so... <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, I do do angel card readings. Okay. Um, let's see what I can get for you. 
I don't know if you need my birthday, birth time or anything as well or No. No. Are you in between jobs right now? <laughs> I feel like I'm changing in between lives. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, because I'm kind of getting like a little wavering here going on. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I just finished uh, my studies actually like over a year ago, and I'm trying to like I just moved back home a couple months ago, and I'm just like, you know, like look like looking and searching for things, but it's kind of like you know, ugh. I don't and know. You're I'm beyond what you went to school for. I certainly am looking for something to do. I mean, you know, something to yeah. I kind of get, get me a, out of the house. Feeling or, that that you're looking beyond what you focused on originally. Yeah. Although that would be your 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 primary goal, but I kind of feel like you're kind of like already tired of that and looking towards another direction almost. Yeah, I mean, like almost as if. School was enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do got to say I'm still a little bit burnt out, <laughs> even though I finished yeah, school like yeah. a while ago. But, you know, I am sort of like getting into the motion of like maybe I should do something. So, and I'm, I mean, I, I do, I am kind of active. So, I mean, I go out and I stay busy. Like I go to the gym and stuff, but it's, you know, I kind of want to, I just see you moving in a different career. direction away from what you went to school for because um, you're, like I said, you're already tired of that from what you dealt with from the yeah. learning of school and you're you're done with that already and I see you heading in a different direction away from that. Um, could you probably, um, I don't know, uh, tell me a little bit more like what you see in terms of career, like what kind of... Because, I mean, it's what I what I did in school was was like film and music. Um, what did production. you major in in school? In, um, what did you major in in school? In my undergrads, I did like video production, so like media production stuff. And then my master's, I did audio. Okay. And mm. when I finished, I was kind of, kind of... I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, when I finished, I was kind of like, man, I kind of wish I went into something else. Like, I wish I went into finance mm-hmm. or I wish or I wish someone was like, could you do your master's in business or something? And then I would have been like, yeah, I, sh- I should do that. But, you know, I, I, I did what I did, and I'm kind of like, oh, <laughs> what next? You have a very outgoing personality. I can see you more in a sales end of um, things. I see you more... Um, out with people, out with groups, and more in sales. Yeah. I kind of want to have a job where I don't have to deal with a lot of people, to be honest with you. <laughs> and then I, a, I accounting. Yeah, accounting <laughs> is definitely, I mean, from your major to go into finance, I mean, I know there's so many aspects of finance and everything, but coming yeah. from me, accounting background, it is the loneliest place. And, you know, you have, you seem, you know, like Stephanie said, you have that personality where mm-hmm. accounting and finance, it's, it's, it's a great background. I'm, I'm not 
dissing that at all. It's a great mm-hmm. background. Everyone needs that finance. Um, you need to manage your own finances, and if if you if you didn't major in it, but you have an opportunity to work in it, to learn in it, to you know because. But this is that's not your core. That is not no. your personality is so off the charts. That's why you majored in what you majored in. But it's all going to yeah. come full circle. Um, maybe yeah, exactly. you will start off. Exactly. It, it will come full circle. But it, it's it's trust me, finance is just not. It's it will be a great tool for you to put on your utility belt. But it is not your calling. No, yeah. not at all. I just feel like I get bored very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I that's mean, why and I'm a little too easily, on you know? what you had in school to something else. Yeah, because I mean, like, I'll get hired I for a job. I definitely see you with more people. Yeah, I do see I you know, with more people. Absolutely. Cause because your like, personality is there for that. Right. Because I mean, I don't absolutely. know. Like, I'll get hired for a job. I get really excited, and then I'll quit like twelve hours later. I'm just like I'm bored already. <laughs> you know what? You need to ground. You need to ground, honey. You need to ground, you should do something to keep her busy. You know, yes. a challenge, a challenge. Working with people, networking, running things. You know, she needs to be in charge of something to run it and keep it going. Keep her busy. She needs these challenges, and mm-hmm. she just has, hasn't found the right niche yet. But I believe yeah. that that. Uh, she has a great ability to go out and seek to find something like that, and I have a feeling that it'll be coming to her pretty soon. And I want you to go out and get some hematite. I think That's I might very have grounding stone. Somewhere. I think I'm it's sorry? somewhere. Like I think I have that somewhere in the in the abyss of my purse. <laughs> somewhere in the bottom, <laughs> like floating around in the black hole too. known as my purse. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to get some hematite, honey. <laughs> It'll help calm you down. It'll help you center and focus. Yeah. And I think that might help bring some clarity to you. Do you think um, anything – I mean, because I'm working on a couple projects right now, and I've been kind of bad because I'm like, oh, just putting it off to the side. Which Are I know you I more um, – I also see you being very creative. You're a very creative person. You draw on many avenues to get to whatever goal you set your mind to. I can almost see you becoming like an entrepreneur and um, kind of marketing your own your your own creation. Yeah. If that makes any sense to you, does that sit with you at all? No, it really it really does. I do I I do feel that as well. But I'm just it's just I. I need that one focus, so then I can kind of go out for it. But right now, it's kind of like, what is that focus? And I'm still trying to figure out, like, where I want to go. I mean, like, so far, it's, you know, I'm creating music, and then I'm writing a story, and, you know, I I mean, a lot of that creative stuff. But I'm like, man, I really need to get some money at some point. (laughs) That's the finance. (laughs) Yeah. It is. Well, Lucy, thank you. And I want you to go out and I want you to hug a tree tomorrow. That'll help ground you. There is something to hug a tree. (laughs) It's perfect. Thank you, Lucy, for your call. (laughs) That's perfect. Thank you. Bye, Lucy. God bless. Bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. 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 Oh, what a sweetheart. (laughs) 
Yes. He really is a sweetheart. Most oh. definitely. It's it's nice to hear from the kids and how, you know, things are developing for them. And, I rem- you know, you you remember those days when you move back home and you're trying to, you know, after college, you're trying to figure out what's going on and, you know, you're waiting for the job. It's like you walk out of the door and you're like, okay, where's my job? Where's my, how does everything start? And it's just mm-hmm. exciting to hear how they're so, you know, even though she kind of doesn't know which way um, and and she's on the right track thinking about, you know, finance and everything, but her that's not her core. So. No, no. Well, she's an energetic being. She really needs to like be out there, and I, I just see her with a lot of people around her. And she's oh, what a sweetie! <laughs> but yeah, she needs some grounding. If and if she does that, that'll help um, bring the clarity and, and you know bring her perspective in for her to to kind of have a better focus on that goal she wants. And it's all about setting intention. When you set your intention and your goal. It's it's easier for you and it's easier for your guides and your angels to help nudge you in that direction when you set your intention clearly of what you want. But it it isn't until we can do that that they can help us. That's right. And we have to ask. Everyone forgets to ask. That's right, Stephanie. That's why we have teachers like you around to uh, help remind us. And <laughs> on that, I, I would like to ask, do you have... Any uh, workshops coming up in the near future? I do. Um, for anybody in the Connecticut area or, you know, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New York, because I'm located in, in central Connecticut, I have an um, angel tarot class coming up um, in uh, April. That's April 16th. And May 22nd, I have a development class that's uh, coming up. And, I mean, we touch on so many. We talk about the aura. Um, the awareness, how how it comes in, um, protection. We talk a little bit about the spiritual laws, what chakras are, how to meditate, what the difference is between an angel or a spirit guide. Um, you know how the exercises for opening your your intuition. Um, you know, left brain, right brain. What's the difference? Um, all kinds of things. We talk about ego. We talk about our inner child. Um, and protection, of course, which is vital. That is just, you know, so important. Um, dreams, interpreting dreams and, you know, the messages and the, and the way they come. Oh, there's so many things. There's just so many topics. And it's a full-day workshop because there are so many different things to um, to touch on, you know. It, it's just a never-ending um, barrel of monkeys. <laughs> when you pull on one arm, <laughs> out comes another one. <laughs> It certainly is. Now, how many days does a person, let's just say the average person, need to go to your class, I'm not sure how you have it set up, to really get their abilities going there? Well, I'll tell you what, Dave. After the first class, by the end of the five hours that we're together, I throw them in the hot seat. I call it the hot seat. (laughs) And I have the class read that person. And people get things. Does anybody ever say they're not ready yet? (laughs) Um, Some have, yeah. But you know what? It's only their um, own insecurities that are holding them back. And I always say, no matter what comes to you, it might sound stupid to you, but you know what? It's going to make sense to that person it's meant to be for. 
So in other words, if the person that you say, okay, you know, you're going to do a reading, but I'm not ready, or yes, you are, but you just don't know it, just go ahead and do it and trust, exactly. get rid of the ego. But, there's uh, no judgment. There's no, um, you know, there's no judgment. You have to just, so spirit gives you, put it out there. If you say this person, that this person is knows a little bit about the person she's reading and knows she's lousy in the kitchen, but she keeps getting birthday cakes or something like that. And she said, uh, so she, you ask her what she's getting, and, and she tells you, well, I'm, this couldn't be, it must be my imagination, I'm getting cakes. And then I know this person doesn't cook or anything, so I didn't say cakes, you know. And so you, would you say, well, maybe you should say it anyway, because maybe the person she's reading uh, might know what that means. You know, exactly. does that ever happen? Like a- absolutely, person? because spirit talks sometimes symbolically. And you might get a yes. symbol. That cake would mean it's an anniversary, it's a celebration, um, a, a birthday. And you might get um, a hummingbird that you see in your mind. And that could be telling you that this person is, it could be a busybody. <laughs> or it could Ooh. be just a person who is um, always on the go or, you know, very flitty in their um, personality. Whatever you see, you've got to put out there because that's how spirit relates to us. They talk to us in, in symbols. Um, <clears throat> someone who is more visual or clairvoyant is going to get these symbols, whereas someone who might be more clairaudient might be hearing things. I mean, there was one woman I had, um, and I go to classes myself because I need to keep me exercised. And there's a wonderful woman. Her name is Susan Darren in Massachusetts. And, oh, my God, I love her. And she's got some great classes, too, for anyone who's in the Massachusetts, upper um, upper Massachusetts area. And um, I go to her myself because we have to keep ourselves in tune. We have to yes. keep ourselves exercised and keep our mind, you know, going as well. And there was this one girl there I was reading for, and I kept getting a wooden bridge, a wooden bridge. And um, sure enough, I mean, I'm thinking, oh, how stupid a wooden bridge. Okay. But, you know, it meant something to her. So whatever you get, no matter what you think of it, you've got to put it out there. That That's amazing, and I, I totally believe it. Because the best psychics and mediums go with their first thought or feeling. And I wanted to ask you, do you have uh, a reading that was really memorable for you that you might want to share with everybody, anything that comes to mind? Any oh, type of reading? one for Nancy. That was definitely the one for Nancy. That was my most memorable, because it was over a matter of um, a a period of of days. I mean, it took like a week and a half before everything came in. And not everybody receives information in the same format or the same way. Um, You know, some people, you know, such as Lisa, God bless her, she's up there on stage and she's got the information coming into her so fast, she can barely spit it out of her mouth. it, It comes in that clear, that quickly and that um, precisely for her and you know not everybody is blessed with that but we can certainly work on ourselves to try to to get to that level and everybody elevates at their own pace everyone's heard the you know when when the um, student is ready the teacher will the teacher will present itself yeah yeah and when you're ready to get to that next level you know some people may not uh, maturity wise be ready to have that ability at, at that level or how to deal with it personally at that level. 
Well, it takes time and practice and experience. Exactly. It's like going exactly. to the gym. The more you do it, the more you get, right. you know, open up to it. And and I feel another thing, too, is why some psychics and mediums may not be totally accurate 100% is sometimes it could be because how are you feeling or are you misinterpreting what information you're getting? Mm-hmm. Could You know, that happens, too, does it not? Oh, absolutely. But I have found that... Um, if you're not getting the message as it's meant to come to you, it keeps coming. It keeps presenting itself until it works itself out for you in your mind and you get it right. And then I, I kind of equate it to um, like spirit gets frustrated because you're not getting it, and then along comes the cosmic two-by-four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, almost like, get it, stupid. <laughs> in a loving way, of course. Of course, loving way. Sure. So what would you recommend if somebody asks you, well, I want to develop my psychic abilities or something like that, mediumship, whatever, what do I do? How do I start? Who do I go to? What what kind of recommendation do you uh, would you recommend to somebody that is interested in learning how to develop that? Is there a first step, like a go-to website, a book, or a um, course, or something? The first thing is to meditate. Is learn to push the chatter out of your head so that you can get what's coming in, what's trying to come through for you. Learn to meditate. That is the first and foremost of any psychic work. And then after that, um, what they can do is they can find a a spiritualist church in your area. They have sometimes um, uh, circles where you can go and they will actually um, have lessons in this. Certainly a wonderful book is yours, Dave. I I went through that thing. I couldn't put it down. My gosh, I went through that so fast. My husband was like, oh, that must be good. I said, oh, it is. Well, thank <laughs> it, you. It was a, a wonderful book. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And um, But, you know, go to a spiritualist church. Um, pick up some books, certainly, that have, um, they'll tell you there's exercises um, and walk you through it. And, and then find a companion that you trust and that you're comfortable with, that you can try these experiments with. You can do experiments for, you know, with yourself. Um, let's say you're standing in a, a hotel lobby or something. Take a guess as to um, which elevator door is going to open. Go to a gumball machine. Throw a quarter in there. Take a guess what color gumball is going to come out of that machine. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do to to uh, work those intuitive muscles and um and, you know, kind of wake yourself up a little bit. I agree. All kinds of things. And once you get going, I know trust is could be uh, an issue, but before they get to that stage, I've gotten uh, the larger majority of people saying that they just either don't know how to meditate or they cannot meditate or they cannot get into a state of meditation in some form. Do you have any recommended advice for that? Well, certainly just keep practicing. And what I found is you're going to have these thoughts naturally come into your mind about, oh, I forgot to pay the electric bill or I forgot this or, or, you know, things are naturally going to come into you that are relative to your life. And what you simply do is acknowledge it. Okay, I'll get to the electric bill when I'm done with this or tomorrow after I balance my checkbook and then push the thought aside. You need to acknowledge it, give it a um, an action, and then push it aside. 
that's very good. That's mm-hmm. a very good way to start. Otherwise, it's going to keep coming and bothering, pestering you. But it once does. You do that, it yeah, does. Once you do that and acknowledge it, then it it goes away. Your mind says, "Okay, closure, done, go on." All right. I want to ask you another question, if I could. Uh, mm-hmm. You've mentioned uh, angel oracle cards and tarot cards and other ways just naturally tapping in. And, you know, this is a question that's asked all the time, and I guess there's still a lot of people that don't know about it. What do you? What is your take on Ouija boards? Oh, no, I don't touch those. I, I wouldn't. Um, dealing with spirit, um, you know, of course, if there's a good... There's a bad, there's a yin, there's a yang, there's a balance to everything in life. And as I well know, there is good, there's also bad, because I had that one experience, um, thankfully only that one, and um, I know it's certainly there. When you're dealing with a Ouija board, you're opening a door for anything to come through. And you know what, you're doing that with spirit too when you work with it. But if you work only with the light and what is good, in bringing that in and focusing on that, what you put out there as an invitation is what you're going to get back. When you work with a Ouija board, you're opening a door to the unknown. You're going to get, um, and to me, that's almost like a lower level entity um, that's going to come in, and those are the ones that are really going to bother you. So in other words, if you're using, (laughs) don't use a Ouija board, and if you're practicing... Psychic development, and you're opening Matter, up to spirit. No. You you should be specific and not just say whoever's there, come on in. Exactly, exactly. Because that gives them. Um, apparently, other spirits cannot interact with you through free will. So if you exercise that free will and invite them in, and not this, and are not specific, then that means. Right. Whoever may be nearby might decide to come in, no matter if they're good or bad. Exactly. You have to set set your intention when you're working with spirit. You have to be very specific. Um, what I do is I set a sentinel as like a guardian. You want to come to me, you go through them. That is awesome. That's. Good. Yeah. I think everybody should have somebody that they work with, mm-hmm. either a sign you know, some type of geometrical sign or an avatar like a dragon or maybe an angel, a guide, or Jesus or somebody, the yeah, Holy that's Spirit. That's another thing. Yeah, I also say, um, you know, I always I always work with the light. And I will always say also, anyone who is in the love of Christ and the light at this moment, because you have to remember that Satan was also an angel of light at one point. So when somebody's doing this and then they're finished, they just said, don't say, okay, I'm finished and walk away. Isn't there something for their own safety they must do? Let's say after they've opened up, meditated, and gave a couple of people some readings, it, that's just not the end of the story right there. People should Right, you have that. to shut down also. You have to close down your connection because, you know, some people will get stuck in that transmit and receive mode and then they're they're constantly getting bombarded with um, things happening to them. And you walk around almost like a, a light bulb constantly turned on. And what happens to a light bulb when you leave it on all the time? You get yeah, burnt out. That's right. So they should, like, kind of shut down, uh, maybe cut cords, energetic yep. cords. and Thanks, Derek, like- for everything they've shown you, everything they've brought you through your sitting 
or you know even if it's a um unintended experience that's something that just pops in you know excuse me um give thanks acknowledge it and um i i do a little thing kind of like a little um symbolic they call it like a trigger and um it's kind of like a little trigger exercise when when i'm ready i visualize in my third eye a light switch and i'm going boop up okay i'm on when i'm done I do that same thing, shutting down. Okay, good night. Thank you. Thank you for visiting. I appreciate your being here. Thank you for my blessings. Boop, off goes the light switch. That is a little a trigger cue. That's a great way to explain it so people mm-hmm. can understand. And uh, let's see, my mind is getting stuck. I was just going to ask you uh, another question about that. Um, you know what? My mind just went blank. You want to do this, you know, every time. You want to be consistent and set a pattern or a routine. And, you know, find a, uh, and the same thing when you deal with spirit too, um, go to your comfortable place. Go to your room. Some people have altars. Um, Go to the same place where you meet with spirit all the time. Well, I mean, when you have a friend you're going to visit, you go to the same coffee shop because you like it, you're comfortable. That's where you meet your friends. Yeah, I go to Facebook. <laughs> I meet my friends on Facebook. But, you know, when That's you're a way here, to do it. You want to do the same thing. You know, this is your place. This is your friendship place. I want to ask you one more question that I get mm-hmm. a lot of too. And some people don't know if you when you are finishing that and you close down your chakras, some some people have asked, is it safe to close down all your chakras or do you just turn them down or exactly what what do you think the best advice is for that when they're finished doing a reading just turn them down just turn them down that that's what i thought too and does it matter if when you open your chakras and close them if you start from you know the base chakra or the crown chakra up or down or down or up do you have any recommendations on that well i start from the base and um i actually i start at my toes I envision my toes as little roots going into the ground, so I'm very grounded. And I work on the energy coming up my legs, and then I get to my my base chakra, and um, you know, and work at work at it that way. And I actually feel the energy level coming up from my legs, from my feet, all the way up into my mind and up into my head. And that's also, you know, when you shut down too, you do it. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to concentrate long. Once you bring your, once you bring your attention to that chakra, it's there. Your your intent is there. And you don't have to concentrate long. You just scoop right back down again. You know, I don't know what we would do without people like you because a lot of people may look at a book or something and try to, you know, start development that way. But I know eventually a lot of people end up in the class because, you know, your classes can give people more than what a book can. Absolutely. That, that is correct. So we got less than a minute for the show. So do you want to give everybody your website information and how they can contact you and if you would like to have more friends on Facebook? Sure. Um, I am on Facebook if you look for... Um, Connecticut Psychic Development Workshops, and again, the Connecticut is abbreviated with the the CT, and um, every once in a while, I also throw some wonderful jewelry pieces up there that are, you know, good and grounding or energetic and enlivening. Um, There's always uh, inspiring 
quote up there. I also have a, a website, which is the www Connecticut Psychic Development Workshops, again with the uh, CT, Connecticut abbreviated. And there's all kinds of topics on there. There's uh, exercises, all kinds of things. Okay, Stephanie, that was a wonderful show tonight. We enjoyed having you here. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and everything with us, and we look forward to seeing you on Facebook. Thank you. And, Sherelle, thank you. God bless you both and everybody out there listening. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much. All right, and everybody, thank you for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. Stay tuned for Beyond the Gate every Sunday. God bless everybody. Enjoy the weekend. Goodbye.